Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. I am Spencer, your host. I'm reading you this book uh, just as, as entertainingly as I can, which doesn't always happen. It often depends on the words. Um, so let's just get right into it. The first word in this episode is diskette. D-I-S-K-E-T-T-E. Noun from 1973. The synonym is floppy disk. And I didn't mention those at all in the previous episode. But yeah, back when I was a kid, there were a couple of different kinds of floppy disks. One of them was not floppy at all. I think it was three and a half inches by three and a half inches. And it was like a little flat square, plastic square. But inside was a disk that would spin. And uh, But then there were also floppy disks that were kind of flexible. They were bigger. I think they were maybe five inches or so. Uh, and they similar idea, a plastic thing with a disc inside, but they were, I don't know, they're just bigger. Maybe they were, I think they were older, but you know, we would use, we would use them, uh, interchangeably, or maybe like, depending on the computer, you could use one or the other. Flappy discs, flappy discs, flappy, flappy discs. You'd call them diskette, I guess. Um, okay, I need to make a sound effect. We're going to go... The next word is disc, flower, two words, noun from 1870. One of the tubular flowers in the disc of a composite plant, called also disc floret, or floret, F-L-O-R-E-T. And uh, this was uh, the number three definition in the word disc in the previous episode, uh, the, the disc was the head of the flower, the flower head, which was a typical composite made up of closely packed tubular flowers. And I guess one of those tubular flowers is called the disc flower because it is a flower in the disc of the flower. I didn't know there were so many flowers. Wicked, wicked, wicked. The next word is disc jockey. Two words, disc is with a K, of course, and this is a variation of disc jockey with a C. The next word is dislikable. You can spell it with an E or no E in the middle. Adjective from 1843, easy to dislike, easy to dislike. (laughs) That thing is so easy to dislike, it's... It's, it doesn't take any effort for me to dislike it whatsoever. I hate it. I loathe it. I dislike it. It is dislikable. I guess for most people, this podcast is probably pretty dislikable. And I don't blame you. The next word is dislike. Emphasize either syllable. First form. Noun from 1567. One. A feeling of aversion or disapproval. I feel, I feel an aversion coming on. I feel like I should dislike that thing that I have an aversion for. I don't approve of it. I have disapproval for it, so I dislike it. Number two is obsolete, and the synonym is discord. D-I-S-C-O-R-D. This, of course, is similar to the word hate. I'm very curious to know what sort of definition that's going to have when we get there. But um, 
you know, I think hate is a much stronger word than dislike. The second form of dislike, transitive verb from 1567, one, to regard with dislike. The synonym is disapprove. So the previous form of dislike was a noun. You can have dislike, but this one you're actively disliking a thing because it is the the verb, the transitive verb. Number two is archaic. The synonym is displease. This displeases me. Yeah, I guess, um, yes, if something displeases me, uh, I dislike it. I wonder, though, if it's used in a different context, though. But it's old. Another old one, number three, is obsolete. To show aversion to. Yeah, obsolete. It's a... Yeah, yeah. Disliker is a noun. The next word... Dislim. D-I-S-L-I-M-N. There's a that pesky N at the end. Verb from 1606, and the synonym is the word dim, D-I-M. Now, I feel like there were probably multiple definitions for that, right? Uh, let's see. What, what does dim have to say? What is this, a verb? Um, dim, 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 dim. The verb, let's see, we got, there's one, yes, uh, so it's to reduce the light from, oh, I see, yes, literally dimming a thing, making it have less luster, or dimming the lights, and so this limb, L-I-M-N, must have to do with lights in some way, Uh, so we'll see what L-I-M-N means, limb, by itself, when we get to the L's. I hope we make it. The next word is dislocate. Dislocate, dislocate, dislocate. Transitive verb from 1601. One, to put out of place, specifically to displace a bone from normal connections with another bone. The example is a bone. It's usually a bone. And uh, this happened to me. I don't remember it. I was very, very young. Um, But I think uh, I was playing with my dad or something. And I think he was swinging me around. And it was either my shoulder or my elbow popped out of place. And uh, it got dislocated. They went. We went to the the hospital, the emergency room, and got x-rays. I think they popped it back in place. And I think it was all fine. But yeah, I have no memory of it. Thank, thank the God. Number Also, I like the definition, to put out of place. Just going to place you over here out of place. Number two, to force a change in the usual status, relationship, or order of. And the synonym is disrupt. Dislocate. Hmm, that's a different way to use it. Um, there are, I, there are many examples of, of, uh, maybe in movies characters dislocating. The first one I can think of is in Lethal Weapon. He dislocates his shoulder, um, to show how can he can get out of a straitjacket. I know that there's tons of other things like that, though. 
It's a trick that they have used to get out of a, a sticky situation. Dislo- I hope I never dislocate anything ever again in my life. I don't think that would be very fun. Uh, yeah, that's what I got to say about that. Dislocation is next. Noun from the 14th century. The act of dislocating, also the state of being dislocated, as a displacement of one or more bones at a joint. And the synonym is luxation, L-U-X-ation. So, dislocation, so if the the bones have been dislocated from each other, they are in a state of dislocation, they have been displaced from each other. B, a discontinuity in the otherwise normal lattice structure of a crystal. How do they get a discontinuity? Discontinuity, there's a break in the lattice structure of a crystal, so it's a it's a dislocation, I guess. I don't know. It, to my brain, that word doesn't really make sense there. I feel like there's maybe a better one, but whatever. I'm not one of the crystal scientists who are naming things, so I don't have a say. C. Disruption of an established order. And that would be similar to the number two definition for dislocate, which is to force a change in the usual status, relationship, or order of. Just any change to anything that's normal. That's that's very broad. I apologize if you hate my sounds. I don't care. I'm just going to keep on doing them. You can't stop me. The next word is dislodge. D-I-S-L-O-D-G-E. If there is a lodge cabin that gets dislocated from one place to another place it has been dislodged this is a verb from the 15th century starting with transitive one to drive from a position of hiding defense or advantage so i guess there's a thing that's hiding or it's in a defense position or it's in an advantageous position and if you drive it away Maybe during war, if you drive it away from that position, you are dislodging it. It made a nice little home for itself in a lodge in that position, and you said, nope, sorry, you have to leave. Two, to force out of a secure or settled position, as in, dislodged the rock with a shovel. This one takes maybe more effort it's, it's not just uh, picking up a thing and moving it from one place to another. This, it's lodged in there real good, which is why you need the shovel. Maybe you need to use the, what is it, the fulcrum thing where you put one part of the shovel on a thing and you press down on the far end so it can maybe pop this rock out of place. Intransitive says to leave a place previously occupied. Uh, I guess this is, uh, you're doing this for yourself. If you were in a place or a, a rock was in a place and then it dislodged itself or you were dislodging yourself from a place that you were uh, maybe securely settled in, that's dislodging. 
someday when I move, I will be dislodging myself from where I live because I have been, I have very settled in it. Dislodgement is a noun, uh, and you can spell it with an E in the middle before meant or without an E. Maybe if you got a mint stuck in your mouth, you have to dislodge it. You have to dislodge mint. The etymology is a bit more expansive than what we've been seeing. Uh, it's from dis plus the Anglo-French loger, which means to find lodging for or encamp from loge, L-O-G-E, which means shelter. And there's more at the word lodge. So yes, of course, we know lodges are shelters of some kind. Um, okay, I think that's it for dislodge. And now we have to make a very silly, crappy record scratch sound. The next word is disloyal. Adjective from the 15th century. Lacking in loyalty. Also, Showing an absence of allegiance, devotion, obligation, faith, or support, as in his disloyal refusal to help his friend. Ooh, yes, that is literally disloyal. That is disloyal. You, he's your friend, and why are you refusing to help him? Um, a synonym is the word faithless. Disloyally is an adverb. Yeah, it's just lacking in loyalty, and you have uh, you you have an absence. You have lost all of your allegiance, your devotion to your friend, your thing, whatever it is, your obligation, your faith, or your support. Uh, you will not find many dogs who are disloyal. That's kind of one of the whole things about dogs is that they're loyal to the uh, the human that they have imprinted on. Hmm. Don't you ever be disloyal to me. If you start listening to this podcast, you can never stop. You must listen to the end. The next word. I don't really know what else to do with that sound effect. I'm trying, but it's not, there's not much to, I, I could, there's not much I can do. The next word is disloyalty. Noun from the 15th century. It's just lack of loyalty. So that's the noun. Disloyal is the adjective. So a person or a thing is described as being disloyal and they have disloyalty. They do not have loyalty. They have disloyalty. Wicka, 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 woo. The next word is dismal. D-I-S-M-A-L, dismal. Adjective from the 15th century. Number one is obsolete, and the synonyms are disastrous and dreadful. Uh, that doesn't feel particularly obsolete to me, although I have noticed that obsolete ones, I seem to be able to come up with more of a connection than, than archaic words. Disastrous and dreadful as dismal. Number two, showing or causing gloom or depression. Three, lacking merit, also particularly bad, as in a dismal performance. Dismally is an adverb, and dismalness is a noun. This is from 
I guess it's a Middle English word, dismal, spelled the same way, which means, what does this mean? Something days marked as unlucky in medieval calendars. It shows an N, N period, comma, is it number of days or some amount of days marked as unlucky in medieval calendars uh, because this is from the Middle Latin phrase, dies mali, which literally means evil days. Well, that's pretty fascinating that that became dismal, and we don't even think about where this word came from, do we? No, we don't. Have you ever thought about it? No, you haven't. Have I ever thought about it? No, I haven't. We don't ever think about it, but it is from, it means evil days. Dismal days. I guess that's a bit uh, redundant. But I don't understand this first part. Days marked as unlucky in medieval calendars. So maybe in medieval times that there were specific days that they thought were evil or unlucky. And so they marked them. Maybe they wrote dismal. Or maybe they wrote dies mali, which maybe got shortened to dismal. And then, of course, that just expanded to mean all these other things. Disastrous, dreadful, uh, gloom, depression particularly bad. Oh, that was particularly bad. That's fast. We just went through this whole evolution of this word from the 15th century to the, you know, 21st century. Is this podcast dismal? It's fine. You can say it is, but please give me five stars. Uh, Here is some synonym information for dismal. Dismal, dreary, bleak, gloomy, cheerless and desolate mean devoid of cheer or comfort there is no comfort or cheer to be found it is very sad dismal indicates extreme and utterly depressing gloominess as in dismal weather most days right now in uh, the chicago area because it is uh, winter time uh, most days are kind of dismal uh, you know, and it depends on your your opinion. If you you might like it, maybe it's cloudy and that makes you happy. That's you might like it. You prefer it to be cloudy than sunny. Uh, so you might not call it dismal, but other people would. Maybe there's a lot of rain or snow. Some people might call that dismal. Dreary, often interchangeable with dismal, emphasizes discouragement resulting from sustained dullness or futility as in a dreary job. Uh, Yeah, so the thing about this one, I think more is, uh, yeah, sustained dullness or futility. It's dull over and over and over again, and also over again, and again, over again, over and over and over again. Um, And futility, it feels futile, like, oh, I'm just doing this thing, but it feels like it has no purpose. Why am I doing it? It's dreary. Bleak. I just described the Banshees of Inishirin uh, in a recent episode. I described it as bleak overall. Um, I don't know if that was the best. Let's read what it says here and see if that was correct. It suggests chill, dull, and barren characteristics that utterly dishearten, as in the bleak years of the Depression. Uh, I guess it really depends on uh, who you are. And if you would describe that movie as bleak, I think because it takes place 100 years ago, some people might call that bleak. 
Uh, I think it was because it takes place in Ireland. It's often cloudy, so some people would say that's bleak. Um, I'm not going to get into the plot, but uh, some people might call that bleak. Gloomy often suggests lack of hope or promise, as in gloomy war news. Oh, the news just came out, and uh, we are not very happy about it. It shows no hope that we are going to win the war, so it is very gloomy. Weather is also often described as gloomy. Cloudy, rainy, that kind of thing. Cheerless stresses absence of anything cheering. Oh, really? Is that what it stresses? Shocking. As in, a drab and cheerless office. And maybe the job that people are doing in that office is dreary. Desolate adds an element of utter remoteness or lack of human contact to an already disheartening aspect. As in, a desolate outpost. It's very far away from cities and people and things. Uh, yeah. Okay, we have one more word for this episode. And I almost forgot the sound effect. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not doing such a good job at it, but that's okay. We're not, we, maybe, we don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the last word is dismantle. D I S. M-A-N-T-L-E. Please put the candles and the photographs on dismantle. It is a transitive verb from 1579. One, to take to pieces. That's a weird phrase. To take to pieces. Also, to destroy the integrity or functioning of. You're breaking it apart into pieces and so it cannot function anymore, and it has lost all integrity. Number two, to strip of dress or covering. And the synonym is divest. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's similar to the first one. You're just you're kind of breaking it apart in a, some way. You're taking the clothes off of the, the, the body. Number three, to strip of furniture and equipment. Uh, so similar, not it's not clothes, but it's physical objects that have been, uh, they were put together, and now you have to take them apart and move them out of the room, the house. Dismantlement is a noun, and the etymology is just dis plus mantel, mantle, uh, but I don't know what that word itself means other than the thing that goes around your fireplace. Um which I'm sure, I'm sure that that we use that word for that thing because it is the structure that has been put together to create the fireplace. Um, But what literally it means or what else it means, I'm not entirely sure. But, you know, it makes sense. Mantle is putting the thing together and then dismantle is taking it apart. No more. Okay, I think it is time to reread the words. We had diskette, disc flower, disc jockey, dislikable, dislike, dislike, dislim, dislocate, dislocation, dislodge, disloyal, disloyalty, dismal, 
and dismantle. Hmm. Yeah, there's not one that's really jumping out at me like there often is. Um, I think I was really interested by the etymology of dismal. Uh, that was uh, that was a, definitely a good one. Um, it is sometimes nice to have some dismal weather out there if you're stuck at home or choose to be at home and you can just get all comfy and, you know, drink some hot chocolate. Ooh, should I make some hot chocolate when I get home? Hmm, maybe I will. And uh, you can do that and uh, maybe watch some movies, which sounds really friggin' great to me right now. Um, should we do, should we pick dismal? Okay, let's pick dismal as the word of the episode. Dismal, this song is so dismal. Dismal. You can't even really tell that I was saying the word. Dismal, dismal, the clouds are so dismal. Don't go out outside because it is so dismal. This is all an exercise in uh, what? I don't know. Something. Just work the brain in ways that you're not used to doing. Okay, we're going to end this episode there. Uh, I hope you come back. I hope, I hope very pleased you come back. And uh, if you haven't started from the beginning, you got to go back to the beginning and start there and see how it got to this point. I don't even know how, how it happened. Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, this is Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye. Hello, my name is Michael Hunter. My buddy, David Spencer, and I have a new podcast all about one of our favorite internet sites growing up, HomestarRunner.com. You know, the guys that did... Looks like we're gonna have to jump! I said, come on, said, come on. We're going through every Flash cartoon on the site in release order. I've seen all of them, David has seen most of them, and David's wife Alexa pops in and watches them for the first time, just for the show. Come on, Fahooglapods, a Homestar Runner podcast, available wherever podcasts are sold, and at pipedreampodcast.com.